if we're losing fat and we're gaining muscle, we see huge success in longevity and energy and sleep and all of that. But if we're just losing weight and we're losing if muscle. If we're losing more muscle, we're seeing falls, hip fractures. All kinds of things. Diabetes, because insulin resistance surges when we lose our muscle. Sarcopenia, is all of which that. is muscle loss, is very common. So we have to be really, really careful. From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, Kara and Krista discuss a new type of drug that can help with weight loss. They talk about the potential benefits and drawbacks of these drugs, as well as the importance of a multidisciplinary approach that includes lifestyle changes. Kara Bernstein has over 20 years of experience in the nutrition field. Kara coaches her clients for issues such as weight loss, cardiovascular disease, gut health, and behavior modification strategies. Dr. Krista Gonzalez is one of Pritikin's endocrinologists. She helps guests improve their health not only through private consultations, but also by teaching in a classroom environment the various tools people can use to improve how they feel. Enjoy today's episode, and don't forget to like and subscribe. I was just speaking with Carol from Fitness, and she was sharing this unbelievable article with me, and it was talking all about um, the weight issue, specifically focusing on um, the years between 40 and 59. Or a busy time. It, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's exactly where I am. So let me read more about this article. And it really, really tied in with, I feel, um, the multidisciplinary approach that we do here at the Pritikin Center in terms of um, they come and they see the doctor, um, do a lot of uh, lab work and talk about what their lifestyle, their history, what's going on in their life. And then you see what's going on on the inside and then can give your recommendations on how to help the situation. And then you kind of hand them on over. You, you know, talk to Kara about your nutrition and how you can improve um, your, you know, your fruit and vegetable intake or whatever it is that you're lacking. And then in turn, I then work with uh, somebody in the fitness and we talk about what is the best type of exercise for this person in terms of their age, their weight, their lifestyle, their abilities, their gender, all of these things. And we just kind of put together this really good, unique and individual plan to help this person. Um, so one of the things that seems to come up all the time lately here at the Pritikin Center um, is this new type of, you know, drug that's come out that has, has kind of metamorphosized into being utilized for losing weight. Mm -hmm. And um, I really thought this was a great opportunity that we could talk about it medically and um, also just psychologically, how people feel about it, the, the side effects, how it works, and then kind of where food and exercise come in as part of the plan, right? Because it's not just about taking the magic right. pill, which is something that we, you know, or injection all, or injection or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, we want the easy button, but um, we know that that's not actually yeah, the way that challenge. it actually works. So it's challenging, especially as the article points out um, that during that time period in our lives, when we get busy with kids um, or work and our careers, uh, we unfortunately sacrifice sleep. <laughs> which is vital in, keep, in weight maintenance and our health. And so um, it is a vicious cycle and it is a challenge. And uh, 
uh, we do eventually turn to these medications, which really are miracle drugs at this point in the science that we have available to us. Um, it used to be that a three to six percent weight loss was considered impressive for a medication. And now? And now some of these medications um, in 2014 approved liraglutide at 20, um, it, the weight loss rate with that medication um, was, you know, up to 15%. Um, so that's a huge jump. So from like 3% to 15%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Up to, yeah. and Unbelievable, then, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then um, popularly known as Ozempic <laughs> or Wagovi, uh, semaglutide, 15% uh, is this average. Like now the standard. Yeah, it's the standard. It's the average for that medication. And now Mondraro, new kid on the block, uh, slightly different than the other medications. Um, we're seeing weight loss almost at the, the rate of bariatric surgery, which is Holy impressive. North smokes. of 20%. Without Absolutely. surgery. Yeah, without surgery. So can you kind of walk us through that a little bit? How, how does this actually work? How is it achieving these goals? What are people, are they getting any side effects from this sort of weight loss? And, um, you know, how is it overall? Now, now that it's been around a while and people have been using it, what are some of the things that you're seeing and noticing? Yeah, so all of every medication that's out there has side effects, right? So, and it depends on, there's a spectrum of side effects and, and what we're willing to tolerate um, for whatever we as physicians are treating uh, and what the patients are willing to tolerate as well and, and, and what they're able to biologically. Um, but a lot of the more popular injectables and, and semaglutide also comes in the form of ribelsis, which is a pill. Um, but these medications, um, yeah, they definitely have their, their share of, of, of drawbacks and, of course, strengths as well. Um, so some of the side effects that I, I hear from individuals and we see in the research, um, a fairly common one is nausea. Uh, so these medications are designed um, to increase the, the activity of the hormone GLP-1, uh, which is excreted in response to food intake by the gut. And what that does is that helps regulate glucose control. So they were all originally designed for diabetes. And then the very, very positive side effect of weight loss came. And then the FDA reviewed them for weight loss medications. Um, so, yeah, so they, they help with regulation of your, of your glucose. Uh, they also slow gastric emptying. So they're slowing the rate at which food is coming in, you know, in through the stomach. And what that does is that causes nausea. It also affects the receptors in the brain. Um, so it definitely affects your appetite. Uh, so helps with appetite control, helps with feeling full sooner with less food. Um, so that, that's kind of the mechanism. And so, of course, if there's a slowing of, of, of the rate at which your stomach empties, you're going to get a little bit of nausea. And some, and some people, it's far more than just a bit. <laughs> uh, the first dose I found from many people, um, they say that, that first dose is kind of a, a gut punch. <laughs> and uh, after that, it does kind of wear off over time mm -hmm. until the next week. And then eventually over time um, in the following months, and sometimes they need to go up on the dose of the medications in order to, to get the same effect. Um, but that being the most common, there's also constipation, fairly severe constipation requiring. Interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I actually hear less about the constipation than I do about the nausea. That seems to be um, what I hear most, but mm -hmm. interesting that constipation. It, it actually makes sense, though. If, as you're describing it slowing everything down, then it suffice to say that it might slow down the going yeah. as well. And some of these side effects, we learn to change 
um, our nutrition routine in order to cope with them. So smaller, more frequent meals um, with the constipation, incorporating more fiber, things that we tell people um, here at Pritikin, always incorporating more fiber into the diet. Um, are, we load you up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we sure do. Increasing your water intake, increasing activity. It's kind of the same as what we encourage here um, as, as far as lifestyle. So even taking these medications, just to be able to overcome the side effects, you need a lifestyle change, which is um, fairly impressive. True that. Yeah. yeah. Other more severe side effects, less popular side effects of the medication, pancreatitis being a, a big one. It's not very common, like nausea or constipation, but it can happen. Um, so we, we always choose wisely as far as risk of pancreatitis, family history. Um, but muscle loss along with the weight loss is also fairly it's common. It's huge mm-hmm. and some, something that I think that we should definitely touch on today a little bit. Here at the Pritikin Center, it's like rainbows and unicorns. All you gotta do is show up and everything is planned and prepared for you. But when you get home, get ready for those lions and tigers and bears. Whether you're racing out the door to work and skipping breakfast or glued to the Zoom call and no time for lunch, or maybe you're in retirement and every day is a holiday. The solution, you need a plan. My name is Kara. I've been a registered dietitian for over 20 years and I've helped thousands of clients create sustainable plans that stick. At the Pritikin Center, we offer a one-to-one remote nutrition coaching program with me. Together, we will create a customized plan that addresses your lifestyle, your health markers, and any of those derailers that lead you astray. Support and accountability can be the difference between finding success and constantly chasing after it. Sign up today for more information about Pritikin at Home Concierge Nutrition Program. That, that muscle loss versus the fat loss situation. Um, I find, and maybe just because, you know, by the nature of what I do, nutrition, right? Um, people are always asking me, how can I lose weight? All I want to do is get that scale, that scale number to, to go down. Right. And um, one of the things that I, that I tell our guests is, and I try to always make an analogy to something that makes sense to them so that they can um, understand it in a better way. And I say, well, you know, when you, when somebody asks you about your cholesterol, right, um, that magic number is we want to be below the 200. That that is a that is a very common number that a mm-hmm. lot of people know. But if you dig down into the weeds a little bit more, there's a separation between those numbers, which is even more important because we have a good cholesterol and we have a bad cholesterol. Absolutely. That's right? a great so analogy. Yeah. If you think about it, if, if, if the number is above 200, but then you kind of break it down a little bit and you see, well, actually your HDL is quite elevated and your LDL is in a good range, then maybe the doctor would say, you know, based on um, what I'm seeing here, I actually think that you're fine and you don't necessarily need the medication. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that people really need to focus on when they get on that scale. It's going to give them one number, right? But it doesn't really give us a division of how much lean muscle mass they have and how much fat that they have. And um, going back to the article that I was talking about in the very beginning, what the article really focuses on is this age, you know, the 40 to 59, which is when our hormones are really changing. And actually, you know, lowering as we age, we're, you know, we're machines. We don't maybe work as well as we did, but if we take good care of our machine, it, it can last longer and for a longer period of time. 
right? So what I really, really tell the, the, the guests about is, yes, I get it. You want to see the number go down on the scale. It makes you feel better inside and out and all of that. But as we're seeing these huge leaps and bounds of weight loss from these drug medications and change of lifestyle, people are wasting. They're starting to waste. And you could see it like in their gaunt face. Right. And the famous, the popular Ozempic face. <laughs> the Ozempic face, exactly. And what's happening is, is that at some point, this weight loss actually, if they're, if they're losing muscle and not losing fat, it, it's not exactly what, detrimental what, what, to your health. It's not exactly what we want to mm -hmm. happen. And what was also interesting in the, in this article that I read is the, the, that seems to be the, the fat years or what they're calling it is this 40 to 59. And, um, if we're losing fat and we're gaining muscle, we see huge success in longevity and energy and sleep and all of that. But if we're just losing weight and we're losing If muscle, we're losing more muscle, we're seeing falls, hip fractures. All kinds of things. Diabetes because insulin resistance surges when we lose our muscle. Sarcopenia is all of that. Just muscle loss is very common. So we have to be really, really careful. And you know, I actually just like sparked an idea in my head because there was one night that I was just like in my bed, I was checking my emails and I get I always get like these interesting responses from the guests that I work with remotely because they'll find an article and they'll read it and it'll be very scary. And then they'll send it to me. I'm like, is this real, Kara? And the article basically was saying that um, people that are losing weight are dying younger. That was the title, the, the catchy title, the catchy title of, of the article. And I, and I was like, oh my God. So what this article was doing was making people think that as they're on their health journey and losing weight, they're increasing their mortality rate, that right. they're going to die early. I'm like, no, no, no. But the truth is everything that you just said is the answer to what that title was. It was just completely misconstrued. Yeah. So the importance of maintaining the lean muscle mass um, and losing the fat, I, I, I cannot um, punch that enough um, of how important that is to achieve the success that, that we all are looking for, especially in these years when our hormones are kind of taking a dip and our body, which in turn causes an uptick in body fat percentage. Yeah, and a, a loss in, in muscle mass. And a loss in muscle mass. When you, when you talk about the, the scale and it doesn't give you that full picture, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but does something like the DEXA scan that we do here yeah, at Pritikin and the FIT3, uh, Krista, can you talk about what exactly the DEXA scan measures and yeah. how it might be a good thing to, to do a, some a of these tests. not just to look, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was going to lead into next was that's one thing that I really love about the center is that it is very comprehensive as far as your health goes. We want people on their health journey to get healthier. Getting thinner or losing muscle is not one of those goals. Um, so we, we want you to be more functional and healthier in your journey. Uh, and the tools that we have here are... Um, the gold standard as far as um, uh, analysis of health, for example, the DEXA machine, uh, the body comp can help us with determining your body composition. And so what the body composition determines is the percentage as far as um, bone, your, your bone density, it gets a general view of your bone density, uh, as well as visceral fat, which leads to diseases like diabetes, heart disease, can lead to um, a heart attack, any fat around the organs, um, 
The most common cause of cirrhosis nowadays is from fatty liver disease. It's no longer from alcohol overuse. Um, so uh, it's very helpful in determining that visceral fat um, as well as total body percent fat. Uh, and then, as you know, it also focuses in on um, lean muscle mass and functional muscle mass. So lean muscle mass versus functional muscle mass. That functional muscle mass keeping us able to walk without falling and, and getting a hip fracture, for example. Um, so, yeah, that's a very powerful tool that I usually recommend, especially in individuals that are on these medications like semaglutide, semaglutide um, terzepide, which will likely be approved soon for um, weight loss or um, obesity management, uh, currently just approved for diabetes, and um, liraglutide, which is also currently already approved. Uh, to get a before and after, to get a body composition prior, mm -hmm. and then six months, a year later, make sure that you're maintaining that muscle by making those lifestyle um, so changes. Key. So key. So exactly. It's like we got to do a little bit more now. We got to go past the, the number on the scale and we have to look at that division similar to the explanation of the HDL versus the, the LDL situation. Absolutely. That I, th I think that's a, a, a very important driving point. And um, something that, you know, as we do, as as technology advances, uh, it, then we realize some of the repercussions of some of those advances can sometimes lead us in in a negative direction. So we need to kind of get on that and, and, and let everybody be aware of this is what's happening. Welcome to the Predicting Longevity Center. Are you looking to improve your overall health and well-being? Then look no further. Come and try this transformative wellness experience here in the heart of Miami and our little oasis. It all starts with understanding your body and identifying any potential health concerns by developing a healthy relationship with our medical professionals who actually care. Food is medicine. Our flavorful culinary experience will change the way you feel about healthy eating. With a focus on fresh and whole foods, our chefs and registered dietitians are going to show you that healthy eating doesn't mean sacrifice and flavor. With your body fueled, our team of exercise physiologists will work with you to create a personalized fitness plan tailored to your unique needs and goals. Your mindset is just as important as your physical health. You'll learn from licensed psychologists how positivity and resilience will empower you to live your best life. With stunning palm trees and lush greenery surrounding our state-of-the-art facility, you'll feel rejuvenated and inspired for the moment you arrive. At the Pritikin Longevity Center, we believe that everybody deserves to live their happiest and healthiest life. Let us help you achieve your goals and live completely. We talked a little bit about the, the side effects from a medical perspective. Can we talk a little bit about the side effects from maybe a lifestyle perspective, you know, because the, the ultimate goal is to build, a, create a lifestyle that, that can sustain us. Uh, how, how, what are, what are some caution that we might need to use when these medications are around and uh, as far as creating that lifestyle that we ultimately want to create? I think, I, I think the answer that, that you're looking for is really that multidisciplinary mm -hmm. approach because Dr. Gonzalez can administer the medication to someone that's a really good candidate based on their characteristics or their prototype or phenotype or whatever you want to call it. Um, but then could say, you know, it would be a really good idea for you to talk to the dietitian because in addition to taking this medicine, there are actually certain foods that you can eat that can help um, you increase your own natural GLP-1 hormone because 
we're injecting that or taking a pill of that hormone to help us, you know, slow down our, our appetite and feel more full and, you know, lower our blood sugars and decrease our weight and all of that. But the truth is, is that we possess the hormone within ourselves. And the question is, is that do we have enough of it? So, you know, someone could tell me that they have all intentions of eating, you know, fruits and vegetables and whole grains and all of these foods, but for some reason their brain leads them astray and they start eating hamburgers and hot dogs and french fries and pizza. And when you do that, the brain continues to you to want to go in that direction and possibly giving you some more of that GLP-1 hormone through an injection or a pill might be able to kind of pivot your, your brain a little bit to not be so impulsive to go in that direction and actually say, you know what, I'm okay today eating a salad. And by the way, when you eat that salad, it's full of fiber and nutrients that increase your natural GLP-1 hormone within yourself. So it, in my opinion, I think if you utilize the drug as an assistance or a help, it can catapult you to start doing some of the right things that you already want to be doing anyways, but for whatever reason, it's really, really difficult because of the impulse control that they, they may be lacking because possibly they don't have enough of their GLP-1 hormone. But as they're getting it and they're feeling fuller and more satisfied, it is easier to make better decisions as they're making these better decisions and they're eating, you know, high fibrous foods like, you know, all of the berries that we talk about that are full of antioxidants, all the prebiotics that we tell people to eat, like garlic and leeks and shallots and all these foods that keep you away from the salt and actually feed your gut all of these good foods, increase your GL, GLP-1 hormone. What's happening at this point is the medication and you are working synergistically together. And the nutritionist is talking about... Um, here are some great recipe ideas that I think that you'll like that will help increase. And then, you know, the fitness department comes in and says, you know, when you increase your high intensity interval training and your cardiovascular workout, guess what? You increase your GLP-1 hormone and then you get really tired and you sleep much better. You increase your GLP-1 hormone. So all of these things that we're um, working together to do can actually start from initiating something like this if we have exhausted all other measures. So I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it could be pretty motivating <laughs> and um, as far as uh, wanting to change your lifestyle. Um, the These medications are, when people see the results on the scale or how they feel in their clothes, they become motivated even further to make these lifestyle Correct. changes. Correct. And actually a very positive side effect of some of these medications is not only does it cut the cravings of processed foods, like unhealthy carbohydrates, but it also cuts the cravings of alcohol. And we know that alcohol increases our impulsive snacking. We know alcohol increases our blood pressure. Um, so it, it does have very positive side effects to help us uh, with in even further incorporating our, our lifestyle changes. Um, I, you, I do think that there's a very strong role for a check-in, a health check-in whenever you start these medications. Absolutely. Like... A, a, a DEXA, a body composition test, like a cholesterol profile, um, and even labs that we do here um, that look at your your insulin, your level of insulin, insulin resistance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we want we want to make sure that you're not losing um, 
muscle at a fast rate. We may encourage them to incorporate more protein, more lean protein to prevent this muscle loss. And resistance training really is key in helping to prevent this muscle loss, which is where the fitness team comes um, into play. So it is a good, um, a multidisciplinary approach. Now, I mentioned earlier that these medications are reaching very close to the level of bariatric surgery. When any, any time that anybody thinks about doing um, weight loss surgery, there's always a team of people behind them because it's a huge lifestyle it's a big change, change. Yeah. huge change. There's always a fitness team. There's always a nutrition team. There's always your medical team to make sure that you don't lose that muscle. And we're getting almost those results with these medications. Um, some, depending on the type of surgery you get, you can lose as much as 20 to 30% um, with bariatric surgery. Well, with these medications, you're losing north of 20% um, total body weight. So it is it is vital to have that team behind you. Yeah, and I'm and I'm curious in in what time frame are you are seeing you these results? Seeing? Because I, on my end, um, I could see that twenty or thirty percent with actually within six months, mm -hmm. absolutely, very, very short amount of time. But there there lies in the question: um, how much of that is muscle? So, well, <laughs> not, not only how much that of that is muscle, but um, is the is you know. One of the things that that I always talk about here at the center is nothing good comes easy. Like that's just the, that's one of my mantras in life. Like you you got to put the work in to to get it out. So you know, yes, I'm seeing these huge weight loss in in a small amount of time, whether they're losing a lot of weight or muscle or whatever. But the question also is: Is this sustainable? Um, if I get off the medication, they ask me that all of the time. Yeah, that's a good and, and point. The, and, and the point is, is that, well, if you do your part, then I, I do believe, and I have seen it, it, it is sustainable. But if you rely solely on the medication and not on your own self to, you know, exercise more and eat better and manage your stress and try to get sufficient sleep, then you could go right back to where you were in the next six months if yeah, you go off the medication. That's a really good point. There was a study that was done that showed that um, two-thirds of, when you that on average, you regained two-thirds of the weight that was lost. So that's most of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But there's been other studies that show if you're able to maintain your muscle mass by, you know, nutritional lifestyle, um, exercise changes in, within, your, within your own routine, uh, that you're, you can minimize that weight regain um, substantially and, and you won't get it to that degree. Now, there is a role for some of these medications, um, to, for, for a lot of these medications, actually. The GLP, GLP, GIP, which is Monjaro, we call it Twincretin in the endocrine world. Oh, Twincretin, that's <laughs> twin very cute. Yeah. <laughs> a dual incretin modulator. Um, but uh, there is a role um, for them to be used long term. Uh, because again, we don't want that weight to just come back. We want to stop the cycle of yo-yo dieting, right? We want to stop the cycle of, of losing weight and then um, gaining it and then losing it and, and gaining it right back because that's not healthy. We want to keep it off. Um, so the only way to truly keep it off or at least minimize muscle loss and minimize the amount that is gained back uh, in some cases is to stay on it with lifestyle changes in other cases, if your goal is to truly come off of this medication, which most people do like to minimize the amount of medications that they take, right, right, right. then lifestyle it really is key there. It's, it's paramount. But, you know, I, I just always feel if you can utilize the medication to get you to where you need to be, and then you could just stay there. 
then then you're then you're golden. But you know, there's different strategies there, for that. There's, so there's some people that take it, you know, because um, it's it's a it's prescribed as once weekly. Some people take it every two weeks after, or they slowly taper it down. Um, and then if they see regain, they go back up slightly, and it just depends. There's everybody. So you you can kind of tinker with it a little bit um, moving forward. Just as we customize lifestyle changes, you can customize. we can customize the medication for everybody. Andrew here told us that Pritikin helped change his life. Andrew, tell us your story. As a golfer, I'm ridiculously competitive. Apart from golf, I love most sports, particularly skiing. 2015, we were skiing in France, having a great time. Got back to the hotel and started feeling pretty ill. Turned out uh, I was having a heart attack. What happened? Are you okay? Within a week, I'd had quintuple heart bypass. They gave me 7% chance of living. Then I found Pritikin and I made it, which was pretty miraculous. Now I feel I'm as healthy as anyone my age, if not healthier. Talk about a winning mindset. I thought I'd look up somewhere that had a bit of golf and a bit of sun. Went online, booked myself in. I had a whole series of physical examinations, blood tests, ECG tests, gym tests. Whoa, Andrew, what about the golf and sun? <laughs> that was quite reassuring to see how medical they were and that I was being looked after by real doctors. They have really good counselors here, great dietitians here. The gym staff are wonderful. If they can see you're doing something wrong when you're by yourself, they come over and assist. It's quite a personal service. We're always here for you, Andrew. So Hey, how's your golf game? Strength's probably my short game. Anything within 100 yards, I'm pretty good. I'm a solid, sort of irritating golfer. You don't want to play because I don't give too much away. Let's put it that way. Outstanding. What's next for you, Andrew? Anyone who's gone through a major trauma and is feeling insecure and scared, that's where I was. I'm a different person now. I worry about a lot of things, but I don't worry about living a good, long, healthy life anymore. Andrew, you're a real inspiration. Thank you for sharing your Pritikin story with us. If you need to take a wellness retreat like Andrew, Check out Pritikin.com. Just like everything else, we, we are a fingerprint and we all are different. So Absolutely. there is not a one, one dosage fits all. No. There's not one diet that fits all. Um, that's and it's, that's interesting, actually, because some people I've seen on the lowest dose of Monjaro, for example, the 2.5 milligram dose, just shed 30, 50 pounds in three months. And some individuals have to go to that higher dose, the 10 milligram dose, 12.5, 15. They don't the feel results. it. They don't mm -hmm. feel it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a game changer. I've seen individuals that um, have worked hard, that have been on every diet out there, and um, they unfortunately get discouraged uh, over time and they start these medications and it's kind of reinvigorating your motivation it's like a light, a light. Mm -hmm. they're like oh my god i can i can actually maybe do this um i had sent you and some of the other doctors that article that i had read about another physician and it was her story about going on the glp1 and i just thought it was it was great because we have to remember that doctors are humans too mm -hmm. just like nutritionists like i i like pizza i like french fries just like the next person um but i chose to do this as my profession doesn't mean i don't always dabble in those areas. Like I, I have this, the same sort of impulses and things like that. So I thought it was a great article because she really explained some of the side effects. She had the nausea, but you know what? She got through it. And then once she got through that and she, she said she would go into a grocery store and she would walk past the bakery and, and she wouldn't she, the smell didn't bother her. The sight of the, the cakes and the cookies. It, they really cut it, the cravings. It, 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 and she said it was like, she didn't know who she was, like, who is this person? And I just think that um, I think that these medications also can help open our eyes as uh, professionals that 
the way people feel and see and do things is different than what we, you know, you could just say, well, you know, just eat less or exercise Which more. Which is what people used to what, say, what, unfortunately. And, and like, what's wrong with you? Like, why can't you just like get with the program here? And and what we're understanding is that everybody's brain is quite different. And um, in my opinion, you know, it all starts here in the gut, which which Absolutely. I call the, the second brain. This second mm-hmm. brain is always telling this guy what to do. So if we could clean this thing up, this gut microbiome full of trillions of um, living and breathing organisms, uh, I think that we got something going here. And I, I do believe that, you know, as we delve into the um, technology and the research, that hopefully this whole weight issue that we got going on here um, that's heading in a very negative direction, hopefully is starting to get yeah, into, the into the positive. Of, yeah, of yeah. Maybe, maybe we've obesity. reached our bottom. I don't know. Uh, real quick, um, can you yeah. just touch on a little bit about, and this might be a better question for our licensed psychologist here at Pritikin, but in terms of creating the lifestyle, it's going to take time. How much time do you think it, it takes to create those lifestyle habits? And so that you know, because it sounds like these medications are good to use while you're creating these lifestyle habits that might be new to you. How, how, do you, how long do you think that should take? And how do you know when you get there? And you're ready to start decreasing the, well, the medication. I, I would say it is a journey, not a destination. So bring your snacks and your magazines. Like, I don't know if we ever get there per se. We're always, you know, striving to get there. I think that's part of the journey, in, in, in my opinion. Um, and then th- there, there is research that does suggest, I've read it a thousand times because I've spit it out a thousand times, it takes 21 days to change a habit. That's like the the little tagline. But I think, quite honestly, you can change the way you do something if you do it consistently for 21 days. But I think it could probably take up to a solid year to really say, yeah, this this is the new me. The, The habits could be changing and you can stick to them. But to actually feel rounded and footed in in your lifestyle change um, I, I think that could take upwards of, of a year. And then, and then we're always, in my opinion, trying to up the ante just a little bit. There's always something more to learn. There's always something more to know. We're always changing and evolving as we, as we grow. Um, so I think it's, it's really, you know, the destination, but I would say to really say, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm heading in, in the right direction. Um, give yourself 21 days to do something consistently and then take that to the year and see, see how you feel after that year. And even to start some of these medications, insurance companies require um, six months of uh, lifestyle intervention prior to starting them. And the same goes with bariatric surgery. Um, so they know that it is a slow process. It's a slow-moving process. So... Uh, some individuals are successful in, in making those changes in that six-month period. Others, you know, and most of us, we can't perfect uh, things in, in six months. It is a journey. Yeah. Um, and we are always trying to optimize the way we do things. Um, so it's a learning process. Yeah. And I think we're, we're all different. I mean, there's some people that I work with at Pritikin, and um, they blow my mind. Like, they were here for three weeks or maybe even four weeks, and they take that home with them and they never look back and they're still, they're still on that journey. 
to me, that's, you know, that's a little bit of an outlier. It, it, it takes most of us a longer period of time. Sometimes we have to come back and do it again and learn something new. Um, but some people, you know, they just take it and they fly with it and they never look back. I, I've seen that too. So mm -hmm. there, there, there is always the gamut of um, someone that really takes a really long time to like, oh yeah, finally drilled that thing into my brain. Or you know what? That just totally made sense to me. A light bulb went off and I'm, I'm good to go. One more question. Do we, do we prescribe our guests these medications? So we do um, medical management here uh, in any individual that uh, participates in the program. Um, so in addition to lifestyle education, we do make recommendations um, regarding changes to their medications. Um, if they leave, unfortunately, there, there does have to be a follow-up with their own physicians back home. If they're here long enough and they're, we're able to monitor them closely while they're here, we can certainly start something new. Um, some people leave before that we're able to do that. So those recommendations go to their physician to decide. Right. But the good news is, is that um, I can actually continue to follow them after they go home. So I can, I can follow up and see um, if they're, for example, if they're wearing a continuous glucose monitor, I can see what their blood sugars were when they were here. And then if I'm still working with them in six months, we can see the improvement of, of what, what has happened um, based on taking the medication, changing their lifestyle, using things like continuous glucose monitors as other tools to see the progression and things like that. So um, the good news is, is that in, in my role, I, I am able to follow the progression um, of how they're doing after they leave here at Pritikin Center. And one really positive thing, um, just working with the medical team, is we get to stop medications all the time while people are here. That's awesome. Yeah, blood pressure medications um, are the most common, decreasing insulin doses. Uh, so it, it, lifestyle is pretty powerful and yeah. very quickly. I, I actually work with one person that was taking 30 units um, of long-lasting insulin every single night when they came here, and they left with Zero. Nothing. So I have a pretty impressive story. That was, <laughs> he was incredible. He was taking 390 units of insulin a day, which is very Magnanimous. impressive. <laughs> yes. Um, and he left on 25 a day. Wow. And, the, and another thing to point out, Dr. Gonzalez, about somebody that's having to take that amount of insulin, what are the repercussions of that? I mean, that's keeping their blood sugars in check, but what is it doing to their their, Absolutely. Their so, meta metabolism yeah, and their body. Insulin's a fat storage hormone, so exactly. it causes weight gain. Exactly. So we got to get rid of that insulin. Mm -hmm. However we, however however we, we can. can do it, we got to, we got to, I always say you got to put less pressure on that pancreas, guys. Which is one benefit to these medications. It really does, it does. help regulate um, your sugars. Yep. 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 So I guess we agree. If we use it in the right way and we respect it. Absolutely. We give it a thumbs up. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> it was so nice chatting with it you It was today. nice talking to you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Healthier Everyday Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in learning more about the Pritikin Longevity Center and how the physician-led team of wellness professionals have been helping people for almost 50 years, visit Pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com.